Good evening, everybody. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Because this is where we're dwell forever. (laughs) I mean, you know, not in this house, but in the house of the Lord. I'm going to begin tonight reading several excerpts from Dr. Savell's word for 2021. And there's a lot of positive things that are in here. There's a lot of things that we could take and and minister on. But what the Lord's instructed me to, to do is we have to be able to recognize a couple of things about the day that we're living in. This, this isn't bad news. This is good news. So when we say we are graced to live in this time before the foundation of the world. You imagine God saying, I'm going to have Deborah at the end of the end times, right before Jesus comes, and she's going to help usher in the second coming of our Lord Jesus. I'm going to have Joseph. On and on and on. You, you get what I'm saying? We have to understand that we were made to live in this time. We were created to live in this time. This is no accident. That's part of who we've, create, we've been created to be in God is the end of the end of days people. There are other great men and women in the Bible that have plowed the ground for us, that have gone before us. The great cloud of witnesses the Bible refers to. But I, I bet if you interviewed them, they would say that this is the most exciting time for the body of Christ the earth has ever known. That's awesome. So it just depends on what your perspective is. And this is what we need to, we need to shift our thinking in this direction. And so he says, I'm just going to read a few lines from some of the things that Dr. Savell, the Lord ministered to him about this year. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news with me on your side. How can you lose? For the Lord is with me. That's what, that's what the psalmist said. Tell my people they'll need to remain strong and stay close to me so they'll not be deceived by their enemy. His attacks will intensify and he'll try to prevail, but my power is greater and it shall not fail. Fear not. This is, this is our instruction for this now. So he's saying... That Satan's attacks will intensify. Well, not anybody's jumping up and going, yes! Yeah, bring it on, Satan! Attack me! No, but it, but it is a warning from God to prepare his people. So that we can be ready and, and not be... Because the warning is, don't be deceived. So this is a day of great deception. And so he says, fear not, nor be fretful over whatever shall come. So that's a key to living in this day. 
is that we're to fear not nor be fretful over what shall come. And then he goes on to say, a great shaking, a great shifting, a great displacing. He, he, he defined those words. So stay in faith and watch what you say. So we all, we all get abundant overflow. It's here, abundant overflow, abundant overflow. And we confess that out of our mouths. But there are things that, that go with that that we've been instructed to do also that we can't overlook. One is do not fear nor be fretful about whatever's to come. That's a big key in the day that we live in. Stay in faith. Watch what you say. He says, speak only my word and I'll have my way. Don't be moved by what you hear and see. This is how you enter into greater victories. So how many of you want a great victory? Well, in order to get a great victory, that means you've overcome something. You've defeated something. That means there was an attack. There was something against you that you defeated. The bigger the attack, the bigger the victory. Greater victories are, are in our future. How do we enter into that is not be moved by what we see or hear. Be bold and courageous. Stay free from all fear. There it is again. Are you getting this? This is big. For 2021 is going to turn out to be a great year. He goes on to say, stay close to me. This is God talking. Stay close to me and get in my presence as often as you can. Stay in faith and take your stand. Eventually, you'll have to take a stand. What will you say? You will speak the word. How will you speak it? With boldness and courageousness. By the Holy Spirit. It's always the darkest before the breakthrough comes, but I've already planned for every battle to be won. Amen? So, we're going to... Look at the scriptures with some of these saints here tonight. Matthew chapter 24 is where we'll begin. Verse 4, Jesus answered and said to him, they're asking him, what will be the sign of your coming? And the end of the age. And Jesus answered them and said, take heed that no one deceives you. Isn't this the... Interesting that this is the first thing that Jesus tells them. Take heed. In other words, beware. I warn you. Watch. Make sure that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. Watch this now. See that you are not troubled. This is what we're taking out of this, folks. We don't, we don't glorify any tribulation or attack or persecution or affliction. But we have to understand it to know how to deal with it. And so if, if God is telling us there will be that the enemy will intensify his attacks, he's also telling us that you, if you, 
Don't fear. Speak the word. Be bold. So he's given us ways that we overcome these things. See that you're not troubled. Another word for troubled is shaken. The the, uh, Passion Translation says it like this. You will hear of wars and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears. For the breaking apart of the world system is destined to happen. The breaking apart of the world system is destined to happen. So there's a lot of ways you can go from here. But God's kingdom, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So there's God's kingdom and then then there's the world's kingdom. Well, we know that the world's kingdom, that Satan is the God of this world. It says, so there's two kingdoms that are operating in the earth, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world, or you could say the kingdom of darkness because God is light and in him is no darkness. And so we know that Satan is darkness and and there's no light in him. So there are two opposites that are going, that are going at each other. Now, We are in this world, but Jesus said, I'm not going to be of this world, but we live in the world. So how do we navigate through this world in the kingdom of God operating by the kingdom system? Because there's two systems that you operate by. God's kingdom says to love. The world's kingdom says to hate. God's kingdom says to give is the way to get. If you want to say it like that, the world system says, you know, get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can. So these kingdoms are in opposition to each other. And Matthew chapter six, verse 24 tells us you you can't, you can't serve two masters. You can't have two different Kings. If you're in a kingdom of God, Jesus is Lord. He's the King. But if you're in the kingdom of darkness, Satan is king. And you can't serve two masters. So you're, you're going to be loyal to one and think lowly of the other. Now, it says here in the Passion, there will be a breaking apart of the world system that is destined to happen. If I'm hearing that and I'm in the kingdom of God, then I'm thinking, well, how do I, we know that God, we put our trust in God, that he's, he's a supplier of our every need, that, uh, he's Jehovah Jireh. How do I completely immerse myself in the kingdom of God so that I'm only operating by kingdom principles because I don't want to experience the falling apart of the world system and be involved with that. So if I, if God has warned me that that's going to happen, then I can prepare myself both spiritually and there's natural things that I can do 
to prepare for. Are y'all, are y'all getting what I'm saying? Matthew, see, we're in verse, uh, let's, let's skip down to verse 9. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. They'll betray one another, and they'll hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up, deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now, this, we could spend time here, but this, this love is talking about the love of God growing cold in God's people. So uh, God's people throw off restraint and are lawless. So that's the times that we live in. So if this is telling me that I don't want to be one of those people. So I don't want to be deceived. That's how Jesus starts this. Verse 13. But he who endures to the end will be saved. There is something about not quitting. There is something about not giving up. There is something about not losing hope. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? You can't have faith without hope. And there's a lot of people that have seen the signs of these times that we're destined to live in, folks. And it's caused them to lose hope. It's caused them to be discouraged. Sunday night, we were in a a church in uh, near Laredo, Texas, south on the Mexico border. And the Lord gave me what I was going to minister. We had done a Bible school graduation that morning. And then, and then now it's a Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost service Sunday night. And I said to those people, get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. Well, you say, well, how can I get my hopes up? Because do you know what's going on in this world? Do you, have, you, have you seen the news? You're looking at the wrong things. Get your hopes up. Have you heard the prophetic word that says, don't pay attention to the news? Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be shaken. Jesus said it. Don't be troubled during these times. So it says here that many will be offended and they'll, and then many will betray each other and they will hate one another. Do you know that the Christians and the Jews are the most hated people on earth? Why? Because Satan is a hater. That's what he does. Why are people picketing against Israel? Because who's behind it? What spirit is behind that? Many will be offended. In today's language, we call this cancel culture. You can't hardly say anything anymore. We're out people being offended. Offended. 
Go over with me to Luke chapter 21. Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you here. Verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, the stars, on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear. What did Jesus tell us? What did Jesus tell us? Do not be what? Troubled. Do not be shaken. Don't be in fear. Don't fret. This is key for the day we live in. And some people will be so in fear that their heart will literally fail them. From what? The expectation of the things which are coming on the earth. Isaiah chapter 60 says, darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people. So, so we're, we just, we're identifying the day we live in. And a lot of times we could take this message and, and go off on a tangent about people, <laughs> what so-and-so said to us, what they did to us. But why? What, what does that accomplish? We know it's a dark day. If they don't have the love of God in them, sinners, you know how they act? Like sinners. Do you expect them to do right by you? I had a, a client on Thursday lied straight to my face. Straight up lied straight to my face. It's a $10,000 account. Straight to my face lied to me. And I'm taking this before the Lord. And I said, Lord, well, he's not saved. Do I expect him to walk in the light, to tell the truth all the time? No, I, I, he's a sinner. That's what they do. They sin. So darkness covers the earth, gross darkness the people, but it doesn't end there. Listen, this is the good news, folks. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen on you. The Gentiles shall come to your, say it, light. The Gentiles shall come to your light. It's very evident to me that the, uh, that this end times people, that's us, that we will be full of light from the glory and the presence of God that no other people has ever seen before. I was just in the airport. Uh, I've been in a couple airports the last week, but, um, I don't remember which airport I was in, but I was leaning up against this, uh, column and I had my mask on because you have to wear them in the airports. And um, this little boy just kept staring at me. 
I mean, just staring at me. I'd say he's five or six years old. He's walking with his brother and he's looking at me like this. As he's walking, he's looking at me like this. Like he's never seen anything like this. And he's looking at me and all of a sudden, this big smile comes on his face and he goes, Well, I know, I know, because I've been studying this. And and in in order for you to experience this, this must be preached so that you can have faith for it. You recognize it and you walk in it. I know that I know that this is Isaiah 60 on my countenance. I know that I know. Because we've been experiencing this more. Because we've studied this, we, we have faith for it. What does that do? It says that these Gentiles, or you could say the unsaved people, shall come to your light. They'll see it. They'll see it. They'll see it. It's the glory of God. It's the presence of God. Why? Because darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness. The darkness is so thick. So when you turn on the light, it stands out. Nikki talked about it last week. Was it last week? A city on the hill. We're a city on the hill. It can't be hidden. So like it or not, you're light. So we have to press into the kingdom of God like never before. And we must know who we are in that kingdom. Pastor prayed something out. uh, uh, Not this past Monday, but the Monday before. He said, prayed out this by the spirit as he was praying. He said, righteousness produces authority. And so when I know who I am, that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I know who I am, that I know that I'm the light of the world. I know this. Well, then I can walk in that. Well, now I've got an understanding of it so that I can, I can know who I am. Now I can walk in this, then this light, and then, and then this light expels the darkness. The darkness can't overcome it. The light. The light always overcomes. In fact, turn there to John chapter 1. Yeah, thank you. Help me preach tonight if you want. Throw out other scriptures if you like. We'll see how to tie them in. (laughs) Jesus wept. Well, he wept because people were so dark and they wouldn't receive him. What else you got? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with, he was in the beginning with God. Verse four, in him was life. L-I-F-E, life. And the life was the light of men. So when Jesus Christ came in and dwelt on the inside of me, he gave me life. Satan came to steal from me, but Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. And so when that life was produced on the inside of me, it was light to men. Are you getting it? So in a day of darkness, in a day of trouble, in a day of famine, peril, sword, affliction, persecution, tribulation, I can walk in the light. 
Because that's who I am. I am the light of the world. Because he who's on the inside of me is. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are light. Go to Psalms chapter 112. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that we've been experiencing this. At first I thought, you know, it's because I was good looking. (laughs) Don't, don't choke too hard. (laughs) I'm just having fun. (laughs) I'm just having fun. But we've been experiencing this. And you're going to notice that as you, as this gets on the inside of you and you begin to, we're going to talk about ways, uh, that we can be full of light. And when you're full of light, you know, there's a little light, there's, there's, there's dim light. And then there's a bright light. Well, that's what we want to be. Psalms 112 says, Verse four, unto the upright, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Verse five, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Verse six, surely he will never be shaken. He will never be shaken. What did Jesus say? Don't be troubled or don't be shaken. Well, to the upright, there arises a light in the darkness. But if you go all the way back to verse 1, it says, Praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Reverence, awe. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you don't, you, you ain't even smart if you don't fear the Lord. You, you're dumb. I mean, if you, if you really. If you took somebody and you showed them, okay, this is hell right here. This is heaven. What do you want to do? You want to burn forever or you want streets of gold? Go ahead. What what do you want? I mean, if you think about it. But the fear of man, if you fear man, more than you fear God. But if you fear God more than you fear man, then you'll do what he says. You'll do his commands. A couple other, I got a lot of scriptures actually. Um, Skip down. Surely he will never be shaken. 
He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. That could preach. That's a whole nother message. Dr. Savell's got a book called The Established Heart. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Psalm 16. Go with me there. My goal is by the end of the night that someone shouts out another scripture. It's an inside joke. Psalm 16, verse 8. Now watch this. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. That's another way of saying I will not be shaken. That's another way of saying I will not be troubled. How do I not be troubled? I have set the Lord always before me. Now, if the Lord is always before me, then I am what? I am looking at him. If he's before me, I am looking at him. Another translation says this. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. Now, it's not necessarily talking about our physical eyes. It's talking about our mind's eye or our heart's eye. If you couple that with um, Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is talking and he says in verse 22, that the lamp of the body is the eye. So the light of the body is our eye or what we see or what we're focused on. If I'm always focused on what's negative that's happening around me, then, then my eye will be unhealthy the way I see things. Do you understand? But if I'm focused on what God says, the kingdom of God, the culture of the kingdom is outlined in his word. So we learn about the kingdom of God. Jesus went about preaching the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a man does this. The kingdom of God is like. And so he gave parables of what the kingdom was like. So he taught people. And so when, when the disciples said, should we call down fire from heaven? Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Or you could say that you don't know. That's not the the way that we do things in this kingdom. And so that's why Jesus taught about love. He even taught that you love your enemies. That is a way of the kingdom. The nastiest person, the person that lies straight to your face, that dog cusses you, spits on you. You would never want to see that person tortured forever. You would never want that for anybody. So when you have an eternal perspective, because eternal life is in me, it's in you. We have eternal life. The life of God on the inside of us. Then we have that perspective, then it changes. It's a shift. 
in perspective. It's a shift in thinking. So it says, if therefore your eye is good. Now, you know, I like to preach, but this isn't necessarily preaching, is it? (laughs) If therefore your eye is good or healthy, or you could say focus, singular focused. Your whole body will be what? Your whole body will be what? Is this, is this the church? Uh, Are you the church? Okay. Are you the army of God? Okay. Now I'm going to ask this one more time. If therefore your eye is good or healthy, your whole body will be. So how am I full of light that my eye or my mind's eye or my heart's eye is healthy? How is my mind's eye or heart's eye healthy? It says... (laughs) Psalms 119, verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So it's God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I get the word on the inside. Your word is a what? Lamp. What's what's another word for lamp? A light. Your word is a lamp or light unto my feet and a light into my path. Therefore, my path isn't dark. In gross darkness, in times of peril, in times of, of deep darkness on the earth, I can walk and my path be illuminated. Wow. Ephesians 1 verse 18. Turn with me there. Ephesians 1 verse 18. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance of his saints. The Amplified says it like this. By having your eyes of your heart flooded with light. What am I saying? End times people, that's us. That we need to be in this word more than we've ever been in the word. And that's how we are established on this earth. That's how our heart is established. That's how we'll not be deceived because Satan is a copycat. So these these false prophets that will do signs and wonders, we have to know what the difference is based on the word of God. So we take the Holy Spirit with the word of God and the two agree. And that's how we'll not be deceived in the day of deception. How How do you think... David, when he's standing there in front of Goliath and this boldness and this, this comes out of him, the same God 
who was with me when I defeated the lion. The same God who was with me. Well, if you read in the Psalms, there's a lot of where he says, I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. So David knew the word. I entreated your favor with my whole heart, being merciful to me according to your word. That's Psalms 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. I am afflicted very much. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. So if I'm in a place where things are coming at me, and I don't know about you, but, but I, I, can, I can look at people. The, eye, the eyes are the windows to the soul. And I can see their eyes. And I, and I know by the Spirit, darkness and light. And, and sometimes it grieves me when I see some people. But we have the answer. We have the answer. There was a time where you weren't so pretty and so good. There is none righteous. Not one without him. The righteous one. So we so what do we do? We walk in love. And love falling out of us. What, why do you think Peter and John stopped that day? It was love. It was the love. Of, oh, Jesus changed my life. Yeah. David said, strengthen me according to your word. He said, your word has given me life. A lot of these are found in Psalm 119. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Give me understanding according to your word. So if I'm a son of light, which scriptures tells us we are, that we are sons of light. Then it also says to walk according to the light. And to be, where's that one scripture I want to read to you? We'll we'll end right here. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I've got like 27 pages of notes. (laughs) Ephesians 3.19 in the Amplified. Ephesians 3.19. All right. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God. 
You may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy, filled, and flooded with God himself. Do you know what you call that? Abundant overflow. Holy, filled, and flooded with God himself. Woo! So I've got to keep this word before my eyes. Because the entrance of the word brings light. I've got to keep it before my eyes. Jude 20 says, uh, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. In times, people will pray in the Holy Spirit more than we've ever done it. And if you're not, if you haven't been done doing that, you need to start every day. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, what well, I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying. Pray for the interpretation. He'll tell you what you're praying. But there's things that you're going to pray that you don't, that will take care of things of the day. Hey, there's things that you're going to pray that will take care of things of the day. <laughs> Praying in the Holy Spirit. Go to the next verse. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That's a big key for end days people. That we keep ourselves in the love of God. How, how do you think these guys in the Bible, where they came up against these times, David, you think of David, you think Moses coming up against the Red Sea, and the people are complaining, you brought us out here to kill us, they, they turn on him, and he basically tells them, be quiet, wait and see what God will do. How does that come out of him? Because the Lord was ever before him. His, his, his mind's eye, his focus was on God continually. He pray in the morning, pray in the evening, pray in that noonday, never cease praying. And then when these circumstances arise, all of a sudden, boom. Where did that come from? Oh, it came from the time where I put my eyes on the word of God. And then I came up against a circumstance that the word was pertinent to and it just came out. What did Dr. Savell say we were doing this day? To speak the word only. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand in front of this fiery furnace and they say, our God will deliver us. That's where we have to be so conditioned, so full of God himself that it just comes out. And therein lies the great victories, folks. When things look like you're up against the wall. There's no way out. You can't pay the rent. You just finished all the dog food. 
You're thinking about eating a dog. <laughs> Speak the word only. <laughs> Fully flooded, holy with God himself. Listen, we're... We are, we are born for this day. We are born for this day. You're here on purpose. You're here at this church on purpose. God set you in this body. Don't be offended. Walk in love. Don't let the Satan cause you to be offended and, and leave where God has set you. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Well, stand with me. We're the light of the world. We're the light of the world. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're equipping us. You're teaching us. We're a great army of light. We're a great army. We're a great army of light. I've seen it. It's almost like, it's almost like uh, if, if, if a blinding light comes and it just comes right across your eyes and it's a, it's a blinding it's a, it's this bright thank you father thank you jesus that you gave us life abundant life lord help us help us walk in love to a dark world Lord, give, give, give us compassion. And give us compassion and mercy for a dark, dark world that will not be cynical. Jesus, how, how you were on the cross and people spitting on you and cursing you. And, and yet you said, forgive them, Father. Give us such a heart that's full of love, full of you. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. If you just with everybody head bowed and every eye closed, if you've been under a, a Really hard financial hardship. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Just want to pray for you as you sit at your seat. Will you slip up your hand? You've been under a financial hardship. Lord, you see these hands tonight. And Father, I just, I believe, set my faith with them right now, Lord, for 
a ram in the thicket. Lord, a, a quail, manna, whatever it is, Father, that, that they have need of. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that you're good to us. In Jesus' name, amen.